0: what's your guilty pleasure
1: me i don't have one
0: you're listening to guiltless pleasures an unapologetic pop podcast with bobby Ace.
1: hello everyone and welcome back to another week of guiltless pleasures it is part two of isabelle's and i's sex in the city chat this is part two called sex and our city If you want to pick up where you left off, just join us at minute marker 15 and you will find at 1545 part 2 of our conversation. We are now going to go into our pop culture recap. I will be starting with this week's biggest drama and pop culture news. Of course, that is going to be talking about Olivia Rodrigo. Joshua Bassett, and Sabrina Carpenter's Love Triangle. If you have been sitting under a rock, you have then missed the biggest drop of a single debut in history, apparently, from Olivia Rodrigo called Driver's License. Her record has, or should say her single, has racked up 95,000 chart sales over the last week, including 10.9 million streams. Uh, She is booming on Billboard, Spotify, Apple Music and it is one of the fastest spreading first singles ever so that's pretty amazing especially for a Disney Channel star having their first song ever go out as a single. We know Hilary Duff faced a struggle back in the day about having radio play and whether it was considered children or adult kind of music. I think this has definitely started a great should say brand for this person. I think Olivia is really showing her own individuality and I was actually discussing this with my friend last night, Taylor, that celebrities nowadays that are Disney Channel stars are so lucky that social media exists because they are able to introduce themselves as separate people than who they portray on TV. We were introduced, Miley Cyrus, as Hannah Montana And when we find out who she really was, the world was trying to reject or say it was so different than who she was playing on TV. So having things like TikTok and Instagram story lives, all these things are really helping us create our own person so we never divide. And we are easily able to separate the character they play to who they are and to understand that they are real people. She's a 17 year old girl going through real things of real relationships. And she is not just a character we see on TV. So, I'm very thankful that we are seeing with Joshua and Olivia that they get to be their own people and that we are accepting it. And there is no drama about them dating because the fact that she's 17 dating someone, if that was Miley Cyrus's shoes when she was filming Hannah Montana, it was a big deal and considered inappropriate. So, I'm glad we are moving past this and I hope this just keeps going forward. I think, I know there's always talk about how oversharing is bad, but I think. With celebrities now being able to create the narratives they want out there and being more in control of what they released about their private life, it is going to diminish the magazines and the tabloids and we get to actually see their real stories and their real sides of things that they are going through. On the other hand, odd enough, Joshua Bassett released a single this week as well called Lies, 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 which we are led to believe is a reaction song to Driver's License. And we are also to believe that Driver's License, the love triangle she sings about, is about Sabrina Carpenter and Joshua Bassett being together. And I think this is great. I love these little love triangles. I was saying last week it gets me really excited and makes me want to read Tiger Beat magazine or Bop magazine. I don't know if they even make those still, but if there is some juicy details on this, I want to hear it I am super excited to see what's to come production of High School Musical the series season two something that's also taking over the news right now is some guy named Army Hammer who when I first heard the name I thought he must have been part of MC Hammer the band but to find out no it is some man who's into cannibalism and I don't like to highlight men in any way in this podcast unless it's shaming so we aren't going to discuss that today because I don't give a shit. We are going to jump right into all things Bravo starting out with Real Housewives of New York. We have learned recently that according to page six someone part of the main cast has tested positive for COVID-19. Page six is keeping it on the down low who the person is because the person has claimed to page six that they do not want it being released to the press who they are so we just know that a main cast member has covid and production has stopped we also have learned on the first seasons of real housewives of new york i should say the first season not plural bethany frankel only made seven thousand two hundred and fifty dollars for the whole season she said, when I signed on to Housewives, the contract said 7250 for the entire season. I wasn't looking for the money. You can't always look at the money. You have to look at the big picture. The other opportunities, you have to look at the whole board, not just the pieces. And the money was just the pieces. I ended up being the highest paid housewife when I left because I had leverage. And I let in and... I left, and the ratings were affected, and then they wanted me back. And when I did ultimately leave this last time in 2019, people thought I was leaving because I wasn't getting more money. I was leaving because I was staying because of the money, meaning I was only staying for the salary, which meant it was time to move on. Actually, Carol Raswell said the same thing, that she was only staying for the money and then eventually she learned that was not enough of a reason to stay on the show. So good for you, Bethany, and congratulations on being one of the highest paid housewives. So clearly it worked out for her. When it comes to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it has actually been a slow week when it comes to any pop culture updates. Besides, we see that Lisa Renna has been giving her old and favorite gowns and favorite red carpet pieces to her daughters and they have been wearing them and that Kathy Hilton has started filming confessionals for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 11 we are super excited to see this and I think it's very interesting because the Hilton family besides Paris has always decided to be so private one of the first times we really heard Kathy Hilton speak out was during this is Paris which was Paris Hilton's documentary that is on YouTube for free. If you haven't seen that, I highly, highly recommend checking that out to see a whole new side of Paris Hilton. Side note, this is not to do with Bravo, per se, but Katie Rodney has shared with me through an insider that Paris Hilton will be getting a cooking show on Netflix. So you heard that here. Yes, Paris Hilton will be having a cooking show on Netflix with special guest stars such as Kim Kardashian and and Demi Lovato. We can expect that episode to be the lowest ratings of them all, but I'm sure the other ones will be doing just great for Netflix. This week we have the Orange County finale, which was very lackluster and just led us to see that Bronwyn has a lot of random mixed storylines to explain at the upcoming reunion, and that this once again shows that this circle of friends has actually... No real consistency and has no meaning since none of these women would be friends in real life. I actually heard a really interesting interview on a guy named Danny's podcast called Everything Iconic and his guest was Tamara Judge. And they brought up a very good point that people were saying that she seemed that her time was coming, that she was becoming irrelevant in the storyline and she needed to go away. But they brought up a very good point saying that every episode thus far, Tamara has been brought up in a flashback. Showing that obviously she holds very high interest to all the housewives and is still the main part of their circle, yet she was not filmed the entire time. We do know from this interview that Tamara will uh, will or may not actually, should say, be featured on the reunion, but we do know that Bronwyn does call her while cameras are filming during the reunion, so hopefully we get to see this phone call on there. We do know that Tamara turned down the idea of being a friend on the show, and additionally just by doing a turndown for three episodes of filming as even less than a friend. She's an all or nothing kind of girl, and so that she's willing uh, to go back to the show if they announce that they would like her to come back as a full-time housewife which I could see happening since this was the most boring season of all time when it comes to Real Housewives of Orange County. I think their outfits all kind of suck for this reunion, pretty much, and that leads me into my next subject, which is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City coming out, showing off the worst looks ever for a Real Housewife reunion. I think you could go back to the 2000s, early, early 2000s, and have a red carpet where they would still look better than these looks. Ashley Tisdale could show from 2007 coming in looking a lot better than these women did. Heather Gay this week revealed that it took over 10 hours to film the season's finale. Additionally, we have learned that... They originally filmed this show three months prior to release a preview to Bravo to see if they would want to buy, to work on the show, and that is why we have so many flashbacks this season of a couple months ago, or previously, that we haven't seen fully on the show, and we only get these little mini flashbacks, but we can see that the cast kind of already knew about Meredith's marriage problems from these flashbacks so it has been a confusing time to figure out when that took place and to see how relevant it is to the current things that are happening in the show on real housewives of atlanta i did feel really bad for my girl cynthia bailey as she learned that she was not meeting joe biden but in fact was having an engagement party which i'm sure was just as fun but i'm sure it was just as fun as the melting ice sculpture kind of lackluster here I keep saying as well wow, I guess I really think that most of the season of Real Housewives has been lackluster but not when it comes to Dallas but back on to news on Atlanta I thought it was very odd that Drew was the only person missing this was one of the first chances we had of an all-cast scene and I just think it's very interesting that Drew was not there um I mean, I'm a fan that she wasn't there because I think she's really boring, but I do think it's odd to have an all cast scene with just one missing housewife. So I hope she had an event that was worth it, missing the actual action of the season so far. I'm actually really excited to go talk about Real Housewives of Dallas this week. There was a lot of commotion on social media. We had Tiffany show the girls what dim sum is at her favorite authentic Chinese restaurant and there was some drama over eating chicken feet now Tiffany Moon has a big mouth on Twitter and is going off on all the women I want to start talking about the response from Tiffany to Carrie carrie said a well tweeted a picture of a snake necklace that she sells and says this would look great on you and it says diamond snake necklace by carrie brittingham and this necklace is 1400 dollars. and tiffany moon responded thank you for the suggestion but um it's not really my style in honor of my favorite serpentine real housewife of Dallas member though, I've donated the cost of that to the SPCA, so hopefully some animals can benefit. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Wouldn't be caught dead with that on. And I agree, it is a hideous necklace. And we get to see the screenshot of her donation to the SPCA. Additionally we see that Tiffany Moon is selling tastes like chicken t-shirts for $35 which are very very ugly. I also heard that Cameron Westcott got herself in trouble a bit on Watch What Happens Live. We do know that she did compare Tiffany Moon to a bossy woman like the showgirl she saw in Thailand. I think I think I must have think and thought. I think that is a very interesting comparison. And I think that it will come and bite her in the butt. I do think her saying that she would rather eat sparkle dog treats than chicken feet is an also or also is an interesting choice. But who knows? I was surprised though to see Stephanie throw some shade this week by saying that she would never show her closet around and I don't agree with Tiffany Moon's response on Twitter by saying, well, you had a you know, film crew film your closet for a feature for Bravo. Okay, that's asked. What Stephanie was saying on the show was that people don't just invite you over to their house and show you all their most expensive things because that is rude, and I agree. I don't think having Bravo film your closet for a YouTube thing or a TV special is weird. I think it's weird when you invite someone you just met and say, look at these designer handbags that I just got. They're worth so much money. Can you imagine how much my closet is worth? Ha ha ha. That to me is what I think is gross. I will say I found this week very boring when it comes to pop culture updates. I mean one of the most odd things besides that MC Hammer dude was that Jamie Lynn Spears talked about Tesla's being the reason so many cats get backed over due to them being too quiet when they are turned on or going into reverse. So, on that note, I'm going to go right back over to our conversation for part two for Sex and Our City with My Good Friend Is. Especially, it's just so contradicting. <laughs> I, I just can't. But, something <clears throat> to say about Sex in the City and, like, that whole era of television is it, along with Desperate Housewives, and The Golden Girls. Um, I actually listened to a podcast about this recently, and I also about gay icons in my previous two episodes prior to this. And it's brought up that Sex and the City, Real Housewives, and, sorry, Desperate Housewives, has, like, a big success and big gay following, as well as Golden Girls, because it involved a lot of gay writers, and Mm. uh, the storylines are, like, about oppressed, like, sexuality. Oh. And they chose to... Do something with the age range of a woman that was never focused in on media, like because it's always been a thought that once you're past thirty, that you're like not expired. Yeah, you're expired, and so that is why like gay men tend to obsess with Mm. Golden Girls and all that, and the reason Real Housewives exist is because when Desperate Housewives ended, that's when Bravo really saw that. There was uh, audience that actually cared about people yeah. of that age range, that show was and so they said, popular. "Well, let's consider, let's consider following real people because pe- these people that we write about exist." Mm. And then now, oh Real Housewives <laughs> has a huge gay following, but if you think about all those shows, <laughs> yeah. it's about women of this age range showing that just because they're at a certain age, like their life isn't over. You can have a career. You can have a thing. You can own your sexuality. And it has, like, people of, like, every different personality. And it's, like, all kinds... Of, I'm not trying to generalize too mm-hmm. much of this because obviously not every gay person will relate to that. Yeah. But it's, like, each character is similar to a type of gay person that could be out there that can find a way to relate to those people. And then when they have their coming of age, they get to be free and live these experiences that these characters and those shows have had. Mm-hmm. It's showing, like you're not coming of age like maybe up to what time you were 18 um you weren't able to be yourself and these women are becoming themselves at 35 so you always have today to be who you want to be which is the goal of sex in the city golden girls and desperate housewives even just i mean obviously there's scandal involved (laughs) yeah but there has to be a plot that keeps an audience oh for sure
0: well and i think ricky too when he was watching it because he's always so scared of aging you are too. Yeah. Uh, but I remember watching it. I was like, oh my God, they're 35 when it starts. Like that's 10 years from now. Like I still, I, it gives me so much comfort seeing that they still have this very full life and career and dating life. And it, they're 10 years older than I am. I
1: imagine that was so awesome for our parents because they were this, like that age watching mm-hmm. it. So it's yeah. like for us watching *Siesta Key*, like those are people that are our age mm-hmm. who are watching their stories unfold. And I think on that end like us watching a reality show with people our age, is it's still very unrealistic and not comparable yeah. by any means because that's the one percent like
0: yeah think about that, the hills
1: yeah like, even that was the one percent <laughs> and it's still staged like you, they like we know that the interview from vogue and all that happened mm-hmm. only because of the show yeah. and that she would not have gone there and lauren said has said that herself it it was set up that way. Yeah. So to have something that's kind of at least more realistic mm-hmm. and even if it wasn't realistic, it was something for the woman to then expand upon in real life because they realize like, oh, other people feel this way. It's yeah. on this platform showing this. And if this audience is connecting, then I connect to it too. So I shouldn't feel ashamed to feel like these exactly. ways.
0: Well, and I think now on TV, I know another show I really love is Fleabag. I don't know if you've watched that. No, but I
1: know you have um, Oh my gosh, one. I love
0: that show. Or Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Don't love mm-hmm. that one as much. But they're just very realistic showings of like them having depression, them being anxious, them being like crazy about guys. And it's just like a more, obviously dramatized, but more realistic look at women versus them just being these like really coy, perfect people Um, and I think that's a big impact that Sex and the City had because they talked about things like aging or like, uh, Samantha had breast cancer and she was very candid about that or having miscarriages or like the female orgasm and things that normally were taboo, especially for women. And it's just celebrated on this gorgeous TV show. I think that was a really big part of it being successful and groundbreaking.
1: Yeah, for sure. There is so many things I think in that show that were very groundbreaking and iconic yeah. as well, so I think just me as simple as the name necklace that oh, yeah. Carrie has like really started. Oh. If you Google like nameplate necklace, like all the samples say <laughs> Carrie because that's what it's like made and known yeah. for.
0: Yeah, um, I do have one more point. Which is the fight between Sarah Jessica Parker, who plays Carrie, and Kim Cattrall, who plays Samantha, because it was just announced that they're going to have the new series, which I'm very curious what it will be. Um, But on top of that... That's an official announcement? Oh, yeah. It's, like, legit. Like, it's going to be on HBO. I know. I didn't know that was an
1: official thing. Yeah.
0: No, it's, like, for real. Which I didn't know. Apparently... In 2017, they announced the third movie. Like, it was, like, yes, fully I officially that. announced. I didn't realize that. And then they canceled a few days later. But it was because of the fight between Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall. Um, and so with this new show, Kim Cattrall is not involved at all. Yeah. And <laughs> there was all this stuff I was trying to look up. Because I don't really... I knew something with pay. Um, but I guess what they know of that happened, I'm sure it's something more personal. But Sarah Jessica Parker on the second season became an executive producer and obviously she was being paid more because of that and then on top of that i think she's really the main character like yes they're all the main character but she's the only one in the every intro yeah and like it centers yeah, she's the one, one narrating. The yeah, yeah like she is the main she is the moment in every episode like literally and so of course she's gonna be paid more and she's more popular than obviously everyone loves samantha but i didn't even know kim control's name like i had to look it up um And then apparently in 2017, Kim Cattrall said she wouldn't do the movie unless Warner Brothers did other movies of hers, and it was just, like, a big thing of, like, wanting, which, like, good for her for standing up for herself and thinking that she deserves more pay and, like, more projects and things like that, but she is the reason the third movie didn't happen, which apparently the other two, they were already on really bad terms, because I think that was, it was pretty recent. Yeah, they were already in bad terms at that point. Yeah. Um, but I found this you'll think this is funny apparently Sarah Jessica Parker was on Ellen and like suggested to Ellen that she play Samantha (laughs) like can you imagine so
1: I heard those jokes and last like I mentioned um, there was a meme and Kim Patrell said that Ramona Singer from Real Housewives of New York <gasps> should play her. Oh, my god! On, like, the spin, on, like, the thing. But I thought this was all, like, a joke. I didn't realize no, this was like, actually, like, in, it's legit. like, a real concept yeah. that was approved.
0: Oh, no, it's, like, I think it was right after Christmas they announced it, which I'm just so curious because the last movie came out in 2010. So, like, what they're going to be, like, probably in their 40s now on the show. They should just
1: have the person who played... Uh, Samantha on The Carrie Dyers because she was already older. Oh, just yeah. play the new one. True.
0: Just do like aging makeup or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's frustrating, especially... Because
1: that woman sounded just like her. It was yeah. scary. Yeah, I made me watch that. It's like Mama Mia, Here We Go Again casting. It was scary yeah. how much oh. she looked and sounded like <gasps> Kim Cattrall. I love... Um, wait, did you say her name right? Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall? Yeah. Okay, wait. <laughs> I think the intonation was there. I thought yeah. of like so the thing. hills, like their... They're, um, it's like something Cottrell is like Lauren's oh, boss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is I can't think of her name. Game? I think so. Wait, that's weird to, to say that. a <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my Um, God. the only other point I had about that was, and I remember seeing this. I guess Kim Cottrell's brother passed away, and Sarah Jessica Parker made a post, like it was like a legit oh, post on that. her Instagram, like yeah. saying like her condolences and everything. And then Kim Cottrell, like wrote in her story like, "Do not like whatever," and was like so mad about it. Um. I don't know. Obviously, we'll never know. I'm sure it's something more personal, and I'm sure it's... Like, it sounds like a Leah Michelle instance where, like, they just don't like working with her.
1: I felt so bad because I remember um, reading all the tweets from, like, the script writer of the movie. was. I've created an amazing, like, third movie that, like, completes the saga. Like, it tells (sighs) you where they are today and, like, blah, blah, blah. And then um, all the actors had tweeted about it. And I know... uh, I can't remember what carries what carries best friend's name was the guy
0: oh the bald guy but he
1: wrote nasty tweet about (gasps) Kim Cattrall like how she was ruining this for everyone yeah
0: well so so, because obviously I mean they I'm sure they had no idea it was gonna be so big but it's like she is a main character um so obviously ruins it for everyone else but i think it'll be fun to see because i think i don't know his name but the guy that plays big is kind of a daddy now so oh my god hot but i do have some points about big that i wanted to bring up because rewatching it like and i tried to look at articles looking at both sides of like is he bad or is carrie bad and to your point earlier like carrie's fucking annoying <laughs> like she's the worst well they're both that big is bad too. oh yeah but um i think rewatching it like just things like big when he was just gonna go to paris and like didn't mention it to carrie and, or like, when he moved to
1: california yeah and she like didn't that tell her call him.
0: no like he just like left her out of everything um but the thing i think is interesting about that is like he obviously cared about her and it's like one of those like he's just not that into things where he like wasn't showing it in his actions and she was trying to read past that um because then he went to Paris and married Natasha, like in a second. Like, is it that he just doesn't want to be with anyone, or they just want to be with you? And I think she never really grasped onto that, which obviously they end but up together. Spoiler: She later. does ask
1: him that. Yeah, but it's just in front it, of the fountain so after his we're engaged party. Oh yeah, she flat out asks him.
0: Yeah, which is so sad. Um, Why but not me
1: and he goes, I don't know. Like he didn't give her an answer. Yeah. He's like, I have no idea.
0: Which obviously, like. They care about each other, but, um, I don't know. It's just so sad to watch. And then there was an article that brought up how they really brought out the worst in each other. Like, Big was cheating with her on Natasha. The wedding as well. Like, when they actually get married. I, oh my god. That, I can't watch that the movie. It's so I, I wanted to the watch day the movie. You were bored. I tried to watch the movie and I was like, I can't because that scene hurts so much. But he's just like he does all this bad stuff to her, which at the same time, it's like, is that a more realistic telling of a relationship versus like just sugarcoating over over everything and like resolving everything in an instant on a TV show? Yeah, they definitely
1: shouldn't. I mean, it's good that they don't portray a perfect relationship. I'll say that. exactly,
0: and I don't think they necessarily like celebrate it either. I think. They're just showing how it is between them, but um, like with Aiden, which I know you don't like him, and I don't think that she was that into him, but compared to Big, like her smoking habits, like she would always smoke with Big, which obviously they know is bad for you, and she just got really needy, and she'd always get really self-centered, and whenever they would get back together, like her friends would get so annoyed, because that's all she would talk about over and over and over, and I just feel like. Yeah, it was very passionate, and that's a lot of the articles I looked at. I was like, yes, it was passionate love, but it was also very hurtful to both of them, and it was just, like, this never-ending cycle of them hurting each other and being their worst selves because they were with one another.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, and I how think he... he sucks. I think she sucks. <laughs> yeah. Little...
0: They can just suck together. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and just how he didn't respect any of Carrie's other relationships. Like, he wanted her the minute she was with anyone else. Like yeah. especially toward the last two seasons, yeah, absolutely, and like it comes off as like, oh, but he cares about her, and so I feel like that's why she's allowed to like end up spoiler spoiler alert again, um, like get married and have for, like, like ten years, <laughs> they can get over yeah, it. just watch it, um, like why they they can get married and it was like seen as this like exciting thing versus being like, oh, how dare she be with someone because like he's manipulative. I feel like because they're both bad to each other, yeah, on different areas, I think.
1: With them, it's very toxic, but at the same time, I think they deserve each other. True. It's true. Fun story is my mom was in New York City and almost got hit by a bike by a man and he <gasps> came off to, like the bike to ask if she was okay Aww. and it was him, the guy who plays Mr. Big. What? In New York City. <laughs> oh my City. God. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I out. And then out. she just was like, Mr. Big? And then he just <gasps> like got back on his bike and rode away.
0: <gasps> Wow, wait, I would have freaked out. I will say living in New York City, obviously it's, like, pretty dead right now, Um, but I remember moving there, people were like, you're going to get mugs, like, you're going to get, like, all this stuff, whatever. The biggest thing I'm concerned about is the bikes. I am going to get hit by a bike one day. Like, they do not follow any traffic lights They don't anything. care. <laughs> they don't, but if it's Mr. Big, I won't complain.
1: Well, before we end our discussion on sex in the city... Who was your favorite character out of the four girls?
0: Um, definitely not Charlotte. I think Charlotte's very cute, but definitely not her. Uh, my favorite—I feel like I like the other three for different reasons. Um, there's this book I keep seeing in like little cutesy shops or whatever that's like why we should all be miranda and it's like argument is that miranda's the best person on the show which i think is a point well, she calls her the worst but yeah she's she, annoying i feel like it's a character because she she's so realistic it's, yeah that's why it's
1: not likable like she
0: grounds him but i think she's like the best character but she's not my favorite um i've always identified as carrie because i'm annoying and so i feel like her journey i just I feel like I like her the best. And she dresses the cutest.
1: See, I love Charlotte the most. Really? Surprisingly. I (laughs) love how much of a romantic she is. I love things that she says, such as, like, I don't care if you ever marry me I just want to be with you. I think you see so much growth in her from, like, wanting this perfect Mm. life and, like, it up and then having it and then realizing it's not what she wanted. True. And um, I like watching her struggle with children, mm-hmm. like um, having children, whether it was just the puppies and her being happy enough with that. And I do love in the movie, as I quoted earlier, which is like, curse the day you were born, because <laughs> yeah. she's like never like actually. Oh, she's mean. so dedicated. Yeah. And I'm trying to think if I have any other favorite Charlotte quote, but.
0: I think she's the biggest character arc now that you bring that up, like from going from being this like really prissy like art gallery like everything's perfect I forgot where she went to school but like an Ivy League and then toward the end she's with Harry who's like the opposite of what she would have idealized and obviously Trey didn't work out and that was her ideal um but I feel like she grows so much through the whole thing yeah. But, and Samantha, like, I don't think Samantha's my favorite, but also I will She's acknowledge. So funny. Yeah, but like, you couldn't, you, that yeah. show would not be anything without Samantha, which maybe she does need her raise. <laughs> oh my God, wait,
1: I wanted to say this. I forgot to say, so you know, Samantha, that the first time you ever see Big. Oh my God! Samantha says he's the next Donald Trump. (laughs) That's the first thing she says when she sees big in the club. Oh my God! She's like, because Carrie already saw him when she ran to the street. Yeah. She's like, oh, there's a guy at the club, and then Samantha's like, he's the next Donald Trump. does not she try to
0: hook up with him? Yes. Oh my God! She's like,
1: I know the owner, and I can get us in the basement. Oh yeah. And then he's like, so he's like, I'm good. Thank you though.
0: Yeah. Imagine if they'd hooked up, that'd have been like that. But then she hooked
1: up with Charlotte's (laughs) man.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot So, either about way, that.
1: they cross paths somehow. Okay, when
0: you come to New York, I was just telling Ricky this, I want to have a day. I haven't been to the, the, like, New York, um, like, the one that's, like, her apartment front, but I want to dress up in her, like, pink leotard. Like, as, like the thing. Yeah. And then I want to have, like, monthly outings once the world is open and fixed where we go to, like, bars that they went to and, like, dress up like them.
1: So, I remember now my favorite quote from Charlotte. So, it's, Don't laugh at me, but maybe we can be each other's soulmates, and then we can let men be just these great, nice guys to have fun with. I don't know. She's the one that says that. That's Charlotte who says that. Because that's that's like the main thing on all the like
0: Pinterest photos of them together. Yeah, like the most
1: iconic quotes from the show are: "Friendships never go out of style." Some love stories aren't epic novels; some are short stories. Mm -hmm. If you love someone and you break up, where does the love go? It's hard to find people who will love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to find three of them. Oh. Let's see. And then one of my other favorites is... After all, seasons change, so do cities. People come into your life, and people go. But it's comforting to know that the ones you love are always in your heart. And if you're very lucky, a plane ride away. Mm. And if you find someone to love... You, the way you love you, well, that's just fabulous.
0: Oh, see, it's a very good friendship, especially female friendship show. Like, they're all just very forgiving and they get into fights, but they always make up and it's never catty or anything, just for drama or attention. I think that's a very healthy part of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I love Big you. fan. So, <laughs> big Mr. Big Fan. Yeah, Mr. Big <laughs> Fan. Not
1: a big fan, though. Big. But that's going to be it for our Sex in the City. Now it is time to move on to our rapid fire follow. question. And I am going to have you start so you can ask me the first question.
0: Okay, my first one is Fuck, Mary Kill.
1: Ooh.
0: Aiden. God. <laughs> Big. And Alexander Petrovsky.
1: Who's Alexander? <laughs> he's, he's the one
0: at the end, uh, the like artists that she goes to Paris with at the very end.
1: Girl, they both. <laughs> oh, he was the
0: only like not crusty one. As i
1: hated him so annoying he was yeah. not good for her but um I mean, so at least aiden has some redeeming qualities so i would kill the artist <laughs> okay. and i guess but he's rich i would fuck aiden and i guess i'd marry big they're Ooh. all horrible oh, men girl. like okay. that's not it for me you really can't win in that situation. no they're all bad <laughs> <laughs> they're all so bad Anyways, my question is Mama Mia or Mama Mia here we go oh, again. No.
0: Okay. If you were to ask me to like kill one right now, <laughs> I think I'd have to say the second one just cuz the first one's a classic.
1: I'm the opposite. <laughs> All right, your turn next question.
0: Which Sex and the City character are you and one. why?
1: Which Sex and the City character am yeah, I? Yeah, I know
0: you you already said your favorite. Oh, but okay, which
1: one are you? so I would say, like, I don't know if my the top of my head, I think Charlotte, but I'm not as, like, stuck up. I think yeah. I have great, like, dreams that I would want and mm-hmm. I think I can get. And I think I'm similar similar in the sense where she's like, I want a boyfriend. And then she gets a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Like, I do that, but then I'm like, I have it. And then I'm like, Okay, what now? <laughs> yeah. Where she's, like, just trying, like, to fight to have mm-hmm. it. So I think I'm very similar to that. Like, I wake up and I have, like, a desire to have something and I get it right away. And I think she yeah. has that. And then I would say I'm very similar to Samantha in the way of my humor being dry, my thoughts on how, like, you can really divide your brain from, like, ha- like sex and mm-hmm. love. Like, I think it's very easy to separate yeah. uh, separate that. And. I wouldn't say I'm as much as, like, a hoe as Samantha, (laughs) but I also believe in encouraging people's, like, sexuality and, like, doing all those things, and I feel like I'm not a person that's shamed, so I think she's very Mm open-minded, and likes to be in control, and I find, like, I'm mm. those ways. Yeah. What character do you think you are most like?
0: I always say Carrie, I think, just because she's so, like, like decisive and annoying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Which is funny, because, like, if you ask, like, anyone else in our friend group, they'd be like, she's Samantha. No, like, oh they would no. all be like, she's Samantha. <laughs> Absolutely
0: not. She's too, like, I feel like she's too, she's very put together and very suave. and I feel like There's think that's
1: weird, though, that. I guarantee if you ask anyone in our friend group, they would say that ask, you're, like, no. Samantha. I
0: have to say, though, that I feel like you're, like, Charlotte, because... You're just a very supportive person, and like we we're talking about earlier, Charlotte's very not like the other people, and yet she still like supports them no matter what. And I feel like that's something that's a really big quality that you have. Well, like, so <laughs> I'm like a real smile. That's super nice to say. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's true. It's, it's true. true. No, that's um, so nice. And Samantha, I think that you like out of anyone I've ever met in my life, like you were just down for. Anything like literally like a text and be like, let's go to Timbuktu and you'd be like, Okay, I'm dressed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's some a quality that you have of hers. That's very core Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love that. Thank you. <laughs> that was so sweet. Me, I'm like oh, getting I'm all flustered. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My next question. Mine are all like or and they're not about sex in the city <laughs> at all. Okay. Mary Poppins or oh Trap? Oh my god. <laughs> They're both like, your Trap. favorite movies. Okay. Really? Yeah! I thought it was a no-brainer you were no. going to say Mary Poppins. I'm shocked. I feel
0: like... Okay, I think... I love Mary Poppins, obviously. Um, and... But it's not, like, a movie that I watch... Like, The Parent Trap, if I'm sad, or, like, a lot of times, like, during the pandemic or something, like, I watch it, and it just gives me this, like, really nostalgic feel, because I can, like, feel like I'm five years old watching it on Disney channel, and just, okay. it always gives me this, like, really... I don't know how to describe it, but, like, it makes me feel so specific, um... But Mary Poppins, I never like casually watch. Like yeah. I love Mary Poppins. Like anything Mary Poppins, like music or merchandise, like whatever. I love it. Um, but I think as a movie, I love *The Parent Trap* (1998), not the old one with um, what's her face, Haley. Already... I don't <laughs> the know the blonde girl.
1: Yeah. Nope, I don't know her.
0: <laughs> Couldn't be me. Was um, this is another fuck Mary kill? Okay. Okay, Trey, Steve, and Harry. It's all the,
1: like, <laughs> jushy men. The way? I don't remember any of those <laughs> what? men. Okay, Trey. I don't remember their names. They were there for, <laughs> okay. like, such a short amount of time.
0: Trey is Charlotte's husband that was, like, awful and, like, had bunnies the Wait on. a minute. I, he <laughs> okay, was but he, hot. He, he, he couldn't get it up. Though. Okay, he
1: couldn't get it up because he was gay. True. True. true, true. No, he, oh, like, was the big that. boobs. But I think he just, like, getting off of, like, the ideal, yeah. i like, idea of a woman. Like, oh, what she should sure. be. But, like, he's gay. He
0: sucked. Um, Steve is miranda's they end up getting married yeah. <laughs> or harry like charlotte's man the bald lawyer
1: oh god okay <laughs> fuck mary kill so the way i already forgot who the first one is, Wait, who trying, is the first one? oh definitely fuck him but he can't sure. get hard <laughs> girl i can okay, fuck no, him
0: no he could get hard when they weren't married so yes. I guess it would be good
1: because. But it would be like, also oh, He saying? doesn't have to fuck me i fuck <laughs> him He doesn't need to be hard And then I would say That I'd kill Steve Because he's annoying He is annoying But he's
0: so loyal
1: I know But then I would he marry Charlotte's man Because he's That's okay. what I needed In a man Yeah Harry Oh
0: wait His name's Harry Um Yeah I think that's a good try.
1: Yeah <laughs> that But that is a good point though. I can't get it up <laughs> yeah okay i don't know this one's like really random okay. not really random but i was like i don't know if this is even like a good question um if you had to not listen to one of these artists Ooh. ever again would it be lady gaga or lana del rey
0: definitely Lady Gaga. oh i don't know though
1: to never listen to again
0: I think it's a Lady Gaga because I, I really do listen to Lana a lot. I was an OG stan, not to sound annoying, but I literally remember the moment I discovered her in 2010 on YouTube also in my also high discovered Ariana Grande. <laughs> I also invented Ariana Grande at Jingle Ball 2013. <laughs> no one stood up for her singing "Put Your Hearts Up" except for me and my friend. Um, but I like vividly remember I would always listen to music on YouTube and I was listening to like. Cool indie music for like my lyrical dances, and then Blue Jeans came up she, it was just Blue her EP. Jean, yes, oh, it's always my favorite song. Um, but like she's one artist that I have listened to non stop, and I feel like she just keeps bringing out the bops. I don't know about her poetry album, but everything else it slaps. Um, I would say Lana Del Rey. All right.
1: Committed. I don't know if, I thought like you were gonna be like Lady Gaga like instantly. Oh. So I was like, is this is a dumb question to uh-huh. ask, but I know you like both of those artists a lot. Yeah. Alright, go
0: ahead. Um this is not really rapid, but what if you were on Sia's Se- Siesta Key? Like if you were like I going
1: to say on- Sesame Street. I was like, <laughs> wait what? Well if you were <laughs> I was on Sesame Street.
0: Um if you were on Siesta Se- Key Yes What would your storyline be? Like if you're thrown into the show right now?
1: Um, well, if I was thrown on the show right now, my storyline would be like, oh, he's the new boy in town, and then I'd be exposed for being a fan of the show, and then being like, he's only here for personal gain, like, that's what they would, they would, like, turn on me and be like, he's a fan, like, he's just here because he wants, like, success on a reality show, oh wants God. to be our friends. like, he'll tell you whatever he wants to hear, uh, but no, if this was, like, that part didn't exist, and I wasn't yeah, yeah, a fan yeah. of the show. If I did, I would probably realistically move there to live with Olivia, and I'd probably be working at the hotel with her um, at, like, front desk or something. Mm -hmm. And I think my storyline would just be obviously being myself, because that's the point of it. But I think the friend group-wise, I would probably end up honestly hanging out the most with Madison. Okay, my question now for you is what is your favorite tiktok video
0: but i like those when it's like there's like the cat like making biscuits like they do like on a thing yeah and then it like i don't know i don't want to explain there's a
1: certain retired disney princess who i know who likes cats making biscuits she commented on your story
0: oh she did yeah (laughs) she should leave me alone Okay, my last question. Actually, it's kind of tied to TikTok as well. So yesterday, I watched Ratatouille the musical, and Uh played Ratatouille and sliced my finger. Yeah. But aside from that, I got like emotional at the end. Okay. Um, But what (laughs) random movie would you want to be a musical? Uh, Okay,
1: so I used to say Pretty Woman and Mean Girls, but both became musicals. Um, (laughs) my two favorite movies (laughs) you invented. Um, so my answer would be the sweetest thing. I'm trying to think if I have anything else that, like, comes off the top of my head. The one I
0: just thought of was Princess Diaries. Like, oh, yeah, I bet that the question would be, like, a joking musical, but, like, that would be a perfect musical. It's, like, the perfect musical character arc.
1: That is very true. I think That's a so. great question. I love that question. <laughs> okay, so my last question for you, which I don't know if you have answered this, but someone asked me this before, and I was like, I've never thought about that. Um, is what is your favorite celebrity product that you've ever bought?
0: I will say I really, like, I used to always steal, um, Ricky's Kim K perfume. I don't know which one. It was the one with, like, the body. The body, the bust. I don't know which so the name good. of that one is. It smells so good.
1: Yeah, Leanne has that too, and she's obsessed with it. Yeah, well, thank you so much for yeah, joining. thank you
0: for having me. And I'm not nervous anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, now that's over. But I'm glad we bought Sex and the City, and Sex and Our City, and... Everyone, stay guiltless.
0: Love you.